We're up to Simon Kufnun Gimel, Siv Zion. We've been on Siv Zion for two days now. We're up to it now for the third day. We'll be finishing it today in Yerzah Hashem. So far, what we saw are the halachis of sale of a Beis HaKnesses. We saw the difference between a Beis Knesses of Kforim and one of Krochim. In a Kfar, that means a place where we don't expect lots of people coming in from the outside. The halacha is that the, the local people really are considered the owners of the shul. If their representatives, the Zion Tovei Ha'ir, the trustees of the shul, of the community, decide to sell the shul, and they do it openly in a way that is considered the Maimed Anshei Ha'ir, the halachi is that they are allowed to sell it and there's no problem. Whereas, if you're dealing with Shalkrochim, if you're dealing with a place where lots of people come from the outside, there we say that the Tovei Ha'ir, the trustees, can only represent the locals. Whereas, since this shul is built also for the sake of people coming in from the outside, they are not being represented, so that the shul could not be sold. Unless at the time it was built, it was stipulated that one particular person or a group of people can make the decisions um, with or without the consent of the townspeople, whatever was stipulated. Those were the basic rules that we saw so far. Says the Ramon now, Yochid Shebona Beisakneses. A, an individual that builds a shul, v'nosnola kohol, and then gave it to the kohol. So he built it as a yachid and then gave it to the kohol. Dina kebeisakneses shel kohol. It is considered a beisakneses shel kohol, which means that the Zion tov ear b'mayimet ear are allowed to sell it. Um, now, what are we talking about over here? Are we talking about shel kforim, shel krochim? Let's just finish a little bit more. Avalam shir la'asamba shum what happens if he allows himself um, any say in what happens to it? So there the rule would be that you need both the congregation, the kohol, as well as he or his uh, yorshim, they would together have to make a decision. So the Mishnabur in the Bir Allah brings down, that uh, he brings from the Arzaruah, that this is even if it is Shalkrochim, since it was built, uh, built by a yachid, the halachi is that you are allowed to sell it al pi, the, uh, the Zion Tovia ear, um, with or without him, depending on what was, it, what was the initial stipulation. Um, however, the Mishnabur brings um, the oldest Tamid that learns that this is dafka shal kforim, meaning one where you don't have outside people, but if you do have outside people, then the same way that you couldn't go sell it in a shul um, that was built by the Tzibur, you couldn't go sell it in a shul that was built by the Yachid. Now the Mishtabura adds to this that especially because we hold that a base Knesset shall krochim, even though it was built um, by the local people, since it was built in a way that we knew that outsiders would be coming in here, the Zion Tovayir would not have the last word, so too over here, even though a Yachid built it, but it was built and given over as a base Knesset shall krochim, then the Yachid could not make a decision to sell it. Um, the end of this bir alachi is maskanis. He just says tsarachi, and it's a real tsarachi. And if this yachid alachi is said, even if the call is a call of krochim, people coming from all over the place. Um, further, v'cholze. Now we're going back on the entire halacha. V'cholze, that which we allow sale of a shul, whether it be the kforim by way of the zayin tovir b'maimet anshir whether it be a krach where they stipulated that a certain individual had the right to decide when to sell it, lomairi elikishiyeshlem beis knesses acheres, that is only if they have another shul, 
What if all they have is one shul? So the halachi is also lamachro. You can't sell it. Why is that? We said that it's also to knock down a shul in order to build up another one because we're afraid that in the interim um, they're going to not get around to building the second. All they will have done was destroy the first. Similarly, you cannot sell a shul unless you know that you, you already have a new one built up. So if there are no other shuls in town, then they could not go and sell this shul. Now what's called that there are no other, uh, that, that there are no other shuls in town? Um, the Magan Avram learns that we're not referring to shuls in town. The Magan Avram says that the only time you could sell it is if they've already built or bought another shul. The Taz learns, no, if there's another shul in town that the people could go daven in, that's enough, um, provided that there's space there to fit everybody from this shul as well. Um, also, we say that this whole halacha, that they could not sell it, that's only if they're going to go build another shul. What happens if the plan was not to build another shul, they were, they were going to sell it for the sake of uh, buying an Aron Kodesh for an existing shul, since they're doing it in a way that they're being malab Kodesh, that certainly is going to be permissible. Now the Ramah says, Anything that is sold in a way that you're allowed to change it, in other words, it is sold with the Zion Tova year, B'maimen year. Nimkar below hachroza. It's sold without hachroza. The idea of hachroza is that you have to announce we're selling this, whoever we're selling it to the highest bidder. Uh, it's an auction of sorts. Um, the halachi is that whenever the tzibur sells off property, they're supposed to do it ayde hachroza so that we consider this getting a fair price. Otherwise, it's matana. So the halachi is that wherever they are allowed to be mishana it, that means that they're allowed to give it a matana too. If they're allowed to give it a matana, there's no need for a hachraza. The ain bo no. And there is no halach of no where if someone was over or under charge, um, the money comes back. Now what's pshat? So everyone says that what we're talking about over here is karkos. We're talking about karka. The halach is that there is no onno the karkos. Um, there's no din of onno in karka. Um, and that, that's why over here it, it says ein bo ona. and the halachi is that it's nimkar below hachroza because even matana would be permissible. Where something that cannot be changed that would need uh, that would need hachroza. Uh, uh, now, if it's karka, the question is why do I need a chiddush here? The fact that there's no ona in hakarkos is halach in koshen mishpat. We don't need a halach in hilchas beis haknesis to tell me that. The Chiddush is a very simple one. The rule is, if I send a shliach out there to sell my karka, he sells it for a price that is much lower than what he could have gotten. The halach is that although eno nola karkos, I, as the real seller, can say to him, I never made you a shliach, I never empowered you to sell something of mine in a way that I was going to lose money on it. Here too, one could easily have said that the Zion Tovia ear are the representatives of the city. And if they made a mistake and sold something cheaper than what it should have been sold for, then the townspeople have the right to tell them, we never appointed you our representatives in a way that we're going to lose money on the deal. 
Kamash Malon, that the Zion Tove Yair are not Shluchim, they are the ear. And as a result of it, there is still no Ono. So that is the Chiddush. Um, in terms of Metaltalin, the Halachi is that while there would be Ono, there's never a need for Hachroza in Metaltalin. Whenever you sell off Metaltalin, the Halachi is uh, of the public. Um, you can sell it on the market. We don't expect the fluctuations to, um, to be the same as when it comes to real estate.